welcome to episode number 306, Back to School 2022. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle Brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right. You are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe and Heck. Yep, Back yep. to 2022 in this episode the crew covers topics that range from virtual schooling scheduling learning and teaching the coronavirus and much more we wrap the episode up with quotes from alan watts and aristotle guys if you're new thank you for joining us don't forget to download and subscribe to drop a new episode every tuesday morning for your listening pleasure kicking things off gentlemen 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 here you, we are. you. here we are yes Start- here we are School year 2022. I mean, what, what, what are we thinking? What are we thinking, man? Is this um... too soon? Yeah. <laughs> like the kids just got out. They just got out. It's like unbelievable. Right? Like, I feel like they didn't have a break. But it's, it is it's, what it is. I mean. It's a classic, like, response. Like, it went by city now. See, you know what? It's going to be Christmas. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time now. <laughs> yeah but i mean it's it's true though i mean like i feel like they didn't have a summer but then i think back and see all the stuff that they actually did throughout the throughout the two and a half months that they were out they did a lot of things they've been you know my, my kids go to summer camp with my wife so there's activities and stuff for them set up to to, to you know for them to do so they were busy but it's still like it just seems like it was short because like they just got out of school and now they're going back in yeah, man, it's it is funny. Like I, I'm like trying to tune in when I picked up James uh, for one of his last days in school, and that not that it felt like it was yesterday, but it definitely felt like it was only like maybe a month ago, not three yeah, months. Just ago. recently, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, maybe it was like two and a half months ago, truly. But still, it's like whoa. Um, and then uh, just to. Fast forward in today's, um, uh, I forget what they call it, but it's it's basically they encourage all the the parents and the, um, uh, the, the, the students to bring their school supplies so they're not lugging everything yeah. around, kind of like familiarize themselves okay. with uh, their teacher, their classroom, their desk, or their area, uh, bring in their school supplies again so they're not lugging it all around for the first day. And then like, I... I guess like if you're in middle school or high school or a school that has lockers, you get your locker, your combination. Um, I don't know if that's for every school. I do know uh, some teachers or I do know some parents who have uh, teenagers in New Jersey. Uh, and they're explaining that there's also happened today, which is kind of odd. So a lot of uh, a lot of coworkers were off today because uh. Uh, they had that, you know, whatever. And each age group has a, uh, a time period where you go in. So the whole school is yeah. not off. In at the same time, so Not from nine thirty to ten thirty, you have your you know grades five through six, whatever. Okay. Um, right. But it also is uh, it's good because you know parking, and you actually kind of get the 
the luxury of going, you know, through this experience with your parent or guardian um, in, in a less chaotic way, I guess. Sure. Uh, right, right. And also, it's kind of like that soft introduction um, to your uh, teacher. Uh, where I mean, we, I didn't have that. I don't remember having that. I don't know if you guys had that, but I don't remember <laughs> having a day or two early drop off nope. school supplies. No, my school teacher. We might have. I don't. But I just actually I do not remember. So I'm assuming no. Um, yeah. Because I remember that at all. Well, I mean, I remember yeah. like the because we always. I, well, at least I used to always start right before Labor Day. It was like the Thursday before. It was like those first couple of days were always light anyway so it was kind of like it was almost like that kind of that but it was like, like but it was your actual, thing. but it was actually yeah. your first day of, your first couple of days of school but you didn't knew too much till after actual labor day yeah. you know passed yeah so so it was kind of like an open house to say yeah like, like jim was saying like to, to, to let the kids get familiarized with their teacher yeah. their classroom where they're going what they're going to be doing and stuff like that so uh it's pretty cool because a lot of the parents they arrange to go with other parents so the, the kids in the same classrooms kind of go together and they can figure oh. out where they're going to be sitting and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it's pretty cool, but it's like, <clears throat> so our school district, they do kindergarten, fifth grade and ninth grade one day. So if everyone that's starting okay. new to each school, which, whether it be the elementary, the middle or the high school, those three grades go on Thursday, I'm sorry, go tomorrow on Wednesday. And then, Thursday, the remainder of the classes go because they know the school. That's how they gotcha. differentiate. But the, oh, those other people don't have to go back till Friday. Gotcha. So whoever went on Wednesday goes Friday. So then everyone goes to school Friday. Hmm. And then so that's how they set it up. So that so it's not like chaotic, right? For everyone's new to the, whoever's new to the school, they're not like running into people that know where they're going in here. You know what I mean? So it kind of sure. makes it easier for them. Like Jim was saying, like they can figure it out and not be all hectic and crazy. Overwhelmed by the the massive amount of people that are starting. At the yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of like how they they set that up. It's pretty cool. Hey, it's cool though. Again, that, is that for that's for the first day of school? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So tomorrow is for our school district. Tomorrow is kindergarten, fifth grade, and ninth grade. Okay, but we never. All, what I'm saying is we never had like a a day that does not count as a school day. This no, does not. Count. No, 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 it's a no. Prep day where you yes. go meet your teacher you get your desk like he had like uh like a little area where um they do i guess reading like a reading corner or something like that a desk whatever so this um, is not even part of the school year at all this is not part of the school year yeah no because we're me and heck we're, right. we're school district but it's this is like a whole separate thing hmm. and then we yeah. went our first day of school was legit like our first day of school yeah. now me uh growing up in bristol um the one thing I do remember, though, is um, the biggest thing. I don't know when they did it. Maybe mid-August. Begin. I don't know when they picked, like, you know, they divvied up the, uh, the students, so to speak. But I remember there was postings on the front of the school, which the front of the yep. school had about six to eight uh, doors that was just the front entrance of the school. Now, I'm, I'm talking elementary school. Uh uh, Warren Snyder, John Gerardi, the original uh, <laughs> got, that that school has been knocked down and a brand new school has been built. Um, but this was a school that was facing Buckley Street, right? Um, anyway, so that school they had on like white paper like this, like printed paper, um, 
just the teacher and then all the students, like the teacher, so the grade teacher and then the students in that class. Yep. And so yep. think to run up, you know, you get like something in the mail saying, hey, on August 20th, uh, we'll be posting uh, your child's, you know, class, you know, teacher in class. So you'd be, excuse me, hyped to go there, look for your name. Oh, I yeah. got such and such or Mr. Such and such. Um, yep. And then look for your buddy's name or who, whom this class, who my class I now know. So it was actually something, it was like fun. Like you looked forward. Yeah, it was, it was. Yep. I don't remember at all how we used to get notified what class and what <laughs> teacher. So I, I, that information is long gone at this point. I I don't even remember at all. I remember going That's to class. Funny. Maybe it was like something in the mail. I I, I honestly don't remember. Maybe, yeah, you probably probably something in the mail. But you gotta understand, Bristol Bristol Borough is very. It's a small school district. Yeah. So they could, they probably had the ability to do something like that. Um, yeah. At like a hundred kids per grade. I mean, sure. we're not something like you know. So so. It, here goes to show how small the school was. There was no there was no school buses. They only had school buses for school trips. Everyone okay. walked to school, or you got driven to school. That's how small this this town was. Hmm. So there wasn't no school bus stop to pick you up. You either walked there, or your mom and dad dropped you off, or your guardian or whoever dropped you off. But that's how small the school was. So you definitely walked up to the school to go see who your teacher was, and okay. like you went up there with your friends, or you went up there yeah. with your parents or whatever to go see. And you're like, oh yeah, Johnny's with me this year. Yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> You already know you're already causing mayhem for the school year because you know he's with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's too funny. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, we get notified what, via email. Yeah, there's all kinds get... of web portals and stuff to check stuff. <laughs> yeah, like we could even request to have our kids together in the same classroom with one of their best friends. And oh. nine times out of ten, it happens. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I'd... It's Obviously, none of that existed for anywhere close to that for us, but no, at all, at all. It's also though because the um, the uh, you, you almost build like a rapport. The parents, I feel like, have a um, a closer connection with the teachers. Mm. Um, if I think about it now, there really wasn't much uh, use of email. Um, back when we were in grade school and it was very limited once we got into high school, like there was email, but they weren't emailing our parents things. No. Right. That's, you know, we're talking the nineties, early two thousands. Like, yes. like there was nothing done. Maybe a website was up and it was just in a general announcement, but that it was not how email was used for us where uh, now you have things called portals, as you guys mentioned, and right. uh, actually a very a much more familiar use of what uh, an email can do and use, obviously, for the last 20 years. But prior to that, that's not what they use emails for necessarily. Yeah. We're figuring it out, or a lot of it was uh, work-related or work Right, it was for business. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Or something like that, right. Not necessarily for elementary school kids and let's, you know, Anyway, so the point is, is, like, the access you have to the teachers is different. So yeah. my parents, right, my parents worked, uh, started work and ended work before I started school and after I ended school, right? And yeah. so if school for me started at 7.15, my parents had to be at work at 7 or 6.30, you know what I'm saying? We came out of school at 
somewhere between 2.30 and 3.30, my parents didn't come home till 4, 5, 6 o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. So like, there's that huge gap. And so they, for them to connect with our teachers, they had to make an appointment um, or truly yep. have the day and take time out of their day. Yep. There was no yep. other way to access the teacher. Where now it's, you can shoot them an email, you know, at eight o'clock at night when you get home from work and yeah. then find a response in the morning before you go to work and you have, commu- you're now communicating with your child's teacher. Right. Um, yep. Very much more. And now, now we're so used to that, that that's normal. I mean, but when we grew up, that was not the case. No. Um, and so nah, that's a, that's a major difference because you can have, um, uh, like I said, access just the way with so- the way social media uh, yeah. uh, works. You know, we have access to uh, celebrities or uh, whatever athletes, professional athletes, way more easier. You know, our kids are going to laugh that, you know, it's like when they're looking back, I'm like, well, that's not sure. what we used social media for back in the day. Uh, back <laughs> just to say, oh, I'm a friend. I can follow this famous person uh, when they're going to obviously it'll transform and kind of morph into something uh, that's better suited for the future. But um I don't know. I find that to be that's a very important tool uh, when it comes to technology, that having access to the people that are teaching your kids is, is a very big thing. But anyway. Um, so one of the big things we kind of transitioned through over the last years uh, due to the coronavirus is uh, virtual schooling. Now, prior to uh the coronavirus or the pandemic, there was virtual schooling, right? Um, however, it just wasn't at the forefront, I would say, of learning. It was there, there were options, there was various options, actually. Um, I'm not going to say uh, that there wasn't, but the, the pandemic really pushed these options to the forefront, uh, where it kind of forced um, the world, if, if you will, uh, to a whole new learning experience, because Previously, it was a choice almost, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Learn virtually was a choice prior to three years ago. Um, then it became almost like this mandatory thing yeah. uh, for the most part. Obviously, there's exceptions to all of this, right? I'm generalizing everything. Um, where you had to navigate through this new virtual schooling and it through a whole lot of wrenches into the mix. Uh, 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 confusion aside, it was just how do we operate through this or mostly was just your average parent who's not necessarily a school teacher. I believe we're all teachers in some form and function, but not necessarily a school teacher. There's some parents who are out there that know all these things and are gifted in that manner, but I would say a good majority were not. And that aside, even if you were, or even did have the ability to teach your, uh, your child at a specific grade level, um, did you have the time? Did you even, because, of, you know, there's people with full-time jobs, you still had to go to work, right? Um, right. You had to figure this out. So it's like, okay, I have the ability to teach my, my son who is in first grade at the time to teach him everything that's, you know, all the assignments. However, I did not have the time. I still had to go into work. So you're thrown with this thing. So you have parents who had the ability, but they still had to work. Then you might've had maybe someone who didn't have to necessarily work or go in, but didn't necessarily have the tools or the, the, the ability to, uh, uh, I guess, facilitate 
that new kind of learning. Um, right. Then you had there was this weird thing with, uh, even then, it, and it sounds kind of crazy because this was only two years ago, there was a, like, a curve, like a learning curve to technology, believe it or not. I know it sounds weird us saying that now because it was only two years ago, yeah. or three, or whatever it was, two years ago. Um, but there was. Then you had, then you started to realize um, some some kids did not even, did not have access to technology at home. Uh, yeah. Or the specific technology needed. Uh, where I know, you know, luckily for, you know, our school district, each kid has their own laptop and whatever. They kind of go with it, you know, go as or grow as they go type of thing. But that's not the case for every single, you know, situation or scenario. Um, and so, yeah, people who would utilize public areas um, like a library to complete anything that needed to be electronically submitted but these places were now closed due to yeah. uh what the government had you know put out there and stating that you know these areas needed to be closed we're anyway so we were put into this like kind of wild um mix of things and it was like this crazy learning curve for everybody i think whether you're dealing with a schedule technology uh the, the learning curve um it was just a lot and then it kind of like fast forward now um, I'm curious to see what it would have looked like. Things have changed permanently because of the pandemic. Uh, yeah. You have there's certain businesses, companies that are now only operating a specific way uh, with their team members working remotely. Where before that may have been a conversation piece, that may have been a uh, possibility. Then it became you got in this weird area of it being mandatory. Yeah. Then you got this odd thing where they started shaving the fat so to speak and realizing they can operate at a more optimal level with folks working from home and needing less people um because yeah. you start taking supply stuff out right uh, uh because you're not using it like the photocopiers and all this other stuff and all of a sudden there are specific jobs that were no longer needed because of these things yeah. uh, and however that manifested itself in whatever business that you're running is everybody was different but um the point is is now looking forward my son uh they're, they're starting a new school year now um and they kept their laptops obviously and they do homework and things like that but i'm curious to see what that transitioned into so there's a lot of virtual learning and it's basically you're now in this uh somewhat hybrid environment where there's a lot of people who who or like heck you're an example you went from um on site to completely virtual to hybrid and i'm right. think, thinking that's basically how the school system's working anyway right right so i mean yeah so like like jim said we, we went we went from being in the office where they were say you know you're never going to work from home because it's impossible this and that Pandemic hits, boom. Next thing you know, we're all working from home. So then they gradually start bringing us in. And next thing you know, that you have some people working from home full time. Then you have people with a schedule. They work three days in the office, two days at home. Then it went to everyone's back in the office. As of February this year, everyone was back in the office. And people started making a big stink because they were used to being home, working from home. They can prove that they don't have to be in the office to get their job done. 
right? So then the state started realizing that let's make this happen. So come fast forward to June, actually, uh, yeah, June, back to hybrid all over again. So we went from working from home to hybrid to coming back in full time, back to hybrid. And it's like a possibility that now they may start closing down partial buildings because there's no use for it. Yeah, they don't. Need to, it's it's a waste of money for them. They can actually save money by keeping everyone home and work virtually. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure the kids they do that. Like they're say the schools are saving lots of money on paper. I'm going to say because now they don't have to do photocopies of things. Now they just send Everything's it through the portal, right yeah. on the portal, and they do all their work from there. And the teacher has access to see when the child has done their work or if it's been completed. So there's also it's it's a good thing and a bad thing because now the kids can't lie or they can lie and say, Oh, we did I don't have any homework and then next thing you know, you're getting an email saying, Oh, your child didn't do his homework, but I thought he said he didn't have homework. Well, no, this is the assignment and then the parent or the teacher can forward that to the parent. Or the kids could say they did their homework and then you look at it, it's done, but the teacher says, No, look with the date that it was completed. She's saying it was done Monday, but they really did it on Wednesday. So it was two days late. So I've seen it all already. Or they're telling me that they did their work and they didn't do their work. And then the teacher proves that they did it on a certain date when it was already passed due. So it's it's it works both ways. So the kids cannot get away with how they used to get away with doing their schoolwork and stuff like that. So the teachers can keep up with them. That's a good thing, right? So they know they're doing their work and that they're learning because they can see what they get wrong, what they don't get wrong. But um, But it's also like, you lose that complete interaction with the children while teaching. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I remember going up to like taking, writing notes off the, the, the board. The teacher would write down the, 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 the daily notes and we'd have to write it down on a, on, a, on a notebook. And when I wrote it down, I remembered what it was about. Now I read stuff and I, I can remember it, but it's not like me writing it word for word. I'll know what it is. So the kids really don't have that. Like they, I mean, I guess they all learn in a different way and it's how they learn and they all understand it but to me it's, it seems to be harder that way without like the interaction of the teacher as much as we had it yeah i mean it was the um it was like back in a day uh where you, you got a, a phone call or a text message or even going before that someone paged you yeah um, <laughs> You had the, I guess, luxury of telling them you didn't get it, or oh, I didn't mm-hmm. because they're, you know, the reception was bad or whatever. Yeah, you fast forward, you know, a couple decades of technology and phone cellular phone use, uh, and you add the internet and all this other stuff, uh, Wi-Fi connections, all these, all these things, right? Uh, the phone companies have more and more towers established and connectivity. Uh, seems to uh, enhance to a point where you can't say that, <laughs> right? And it was just kind right. of funny. yeah. There were people still trying to say, yeah, I didn't get your text, but like you can see that it said red. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you read it, literally read sure. it. Read it. Not only did you not get it, or did you get it, but you also read it. Um, and so I started calling people out uh, on their their community, their poor communication, or whatever you want to call that. Um, so the same same thing became similar. Uh, I remember when I was in um, 
at Temple, there was portals for us to submit certain things. Yeah. Uh, and more so when I was at Drexel, it got, you know, a lot more advanced uh, where everything was submitted by a particular time. You couldn't. Now, these were, especially with uh, Drexel, this was a virtual environment to begin with. And so these were the things. Right. And so this and this pre pandemic. Uh, so this is what I'm saying. I knew what I was signing up for. Uh, where if a and the projects were always due midnight on that Sunday and so it wasn't like and they even had like a stipulation I remember saying like you cannot blame technology you cannot blah 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 it was like all this stuff like if you know you're having technical problems resolve them before x y and z test the site it was all these things and anyway so what I was trying to say uh when heck was talking about uh assignment submission was the timestamp. So the timestamp became this very significant thing. Same thing with the workforce, uh, where you had to, where you had to log in something at a particular time to quote clock in or mm-hmm. get like the, uh, you know, the biometrics, you couldn't just say, Hey, I was here. Uh, I just appeared, uh, because it's timestamp. So timestamping became, is very significant still to this day. But even more so, through, uh, depending on you know the application, where it's am I submitting a work assignment through this X, Y, and Z? But it's funny because even in the professional world, um, there are certain items that uh, in the healthcare industry you have to respond by a particular time frame. Um, and so, let's just say, for example, medical record requests have to be responded to within 30 days, and it's kind of a, of receipt of the request. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, um, yes, I sent it. How do you prove it? Same thing, you know, when we, we talk about emails, it's because it's timestamped. That's how you know when you sent something. Now, even in right. email, you can write receipt. Uh, you can add that. No one truly uses that because it's, it's almost, I just don't think it's a very professional thing. It depends, I guess. It just it kind of depends. That's it depends on the urgency of, the, of, the, of what you're sending. And even some of it's like it's voluntary too. Like, oh, you have yeah. to say I sent I read this email, but it's like Yeah, and then like, I have yeah. to okay, send receipt. I'm like, yeah. really? Yeah, I, I get annoyed and rude because I'm a person that is very responsive to things. It's not like right, right. If I was somebody who never responds to this stuff, anyway. So so on that on that, it, it gets annoying when it's not not that not of someone of importance, but someone that's not like a supervisor or manager, right? Mm. It's just someone just sending an email and they want to know that you received their email. They want to know it. So it gets sure. kind of it gets kind of annoying. So I got in trouble because I didn't respond because I ignored the email. And it was nothing of importance. But this person needed to know that I read their email and because I didn't respond, they told the supervisor. The supervisor goes, Can you just please respond? I'm like, why? It's nothing of importance. So it's like it goes to almost a stupidity level of it. Yeah. So like, like if it's a manager and they want to make sure that you receive something of importance, I get it. But on every email that gets sent out because, Oh, Hey, this is so-and-so, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, come on, let's be real about it. You don't need to respond from everyone. Yeah. There was, That's- there was, that became like a big thing in, um, uh, in a situation that I heard of where it's basically the person is trying to like rack up a case against somebody. And, you know, they, they never respond to anything. Oh, well, look at all the readers. Yes. And you're just like, you know, there, there has to be something in there. That's not, I, I just, it just, I, I don't, I, I don't jive with it. I don't know. Something about it feels wrong. I don't know what it is. Yeah. 
like I said, I literally got twice in my probably entire professional career. People I didn't even know um, and didn't really have a rapport with either. I think they probably just were doing it to show their, I guess, superiors that, hey, I sent this email and they read it, you know. Uh, but nothing ever came of it. I don't know. Because I'm, I'm a very – I response – I'm a very responsive person. Email. Uh, even if it's – I respond with, okay, no problem small like i don't need to give you a paragraph every time i sure uh, and to be honest with the email has almost condensed itself down to nearly a text message um where back in the back in the day like you send someone an email for like something grander i guess sure. now it's, you you respond to problem you know what i mean and that's a whole email uh which that's the way text messages um are now basically and actually text messages have gotten even lower now it's just an emoji response sure smiley <laughs> face crooked with teardrops coming um and that's a way of communication if that's acceptable and you know uh okay to do then there you go um yeah i mean so so at, at my job we use teams i know this is going off topic we're supposed to be talking about school but at my job we use teams and we go back and forth and like instead of continuously saying okay, I got it, okay, I got it. They have the option where you can put thumbs up, thumbs yeah. down, or whatever the case, or laugh with the smiley, like the laughing emoji. A lot of times, my supervisor responds with a thumbs up that I said, I sent the scene off to so-and-so. He gives me a thumbs up, and I'm like, that's professional these days. Yeah. Like, it's okay to do that. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's simple, but it's like, you don't have to do all the responding, like, okay, I got you. You just let me know, okay, thumbs up, cool. It's embedded in our communication services now. Oh, Correct, yes, yeah. yes. And it's all becoming one. Now I can, I, you know, you answer emails through your phone, right? And so mm -hmm. it all somehow starts like it's slowly all intertwining with one another. I can have multiple email accounts on one application. So now I can toggle between work and personal, like, like in a split mm -hmm. note thing. Like yeah. it all almost becomes like intertwined. Um, Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So what about um, the masking situation? So, through the pandemic, it created this uh, just a whole other aspect of being six feet apart, uh, masking, just a whole new way of operating where um, you had the kids had to bring had to bring their own lunch uh, yeah. from and all this stuff kind of changed. And a lot of it was was temporary. Um, yeah. Said now, now we're moving into the phase of this is it forever, not forever, but for the you know a good portion of the future yeah um and so now you gotta like watch what's being mandatory because it's um i think towards the tail end of last year masking uh at the schools at art school was district, optional uh, yeah. um where the same thing going into this uh school year it's also optional so you'll see kids right. with see kids without masks uh yeah and also um is with the lunching now i don't recall uh what the situation is moving in when it comes to the cafeteria, but the the last portion of, or the all of last year, I should say, the cafeteria was not of use. So you could not go to the cafeteria. Like the kids, the students didn't go to the cafeteria to have their lunch. They ate lunch at their own desks because the right. desk already switched, uh, situated uh, in a particular way that allowed them to provide the distance needed to unmask and eat. Let's just say. Right. There I was, that's still the case so so there was options so like 
they they were giving out lunch, like the school was providing lunch to the kids who didn't pack, but it was getting delivered, like you said, to the classroom. So they sat in the classroom and had their lunch. So the, the cafeterias were not in use just to keep everyone away from the close quarters of things. So they had it, everything separated, like Jim was saying. So they got food from the cafeteria, just not in the cafeteria. Correct. No. It got delivered. It got okay. delivered to them. So like say today was pizza. There was eight kids that ordered pizza. They'll bring eight trays of pizza, boom, 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 whatever. Mm. And that's what it was. And then the other, you know, and he just hands out, oh, hey, Johnny, you got pizza? Oh, Billy, you got pizza? Oh, Sam, you got pizza? Like, Basically, that's how that's how they did it. Like, at a hospital. If you're at a hospital, stay there as a patient. How you yeah. got your food was literally the same. It was basically the same matter. They, they yeah. came in the hall yeah. and delivered to whoever ordered that. that right. Time. Exactly. We, they came back with it, you know. It was very mm. simple. Um, yeah. But I, knew, I do know that they're offering – like the full scale lunch this this year, the school year. I just don't know if they're allowed to eat in the cafeteria. My wife. No, so, so I know towards the end of the year <clears throat> of this past school year, uh, I think it was like the last month, like maybe sometime in May, that they opened up the cafeteria. Because I remember Novo making a big stink about going to the cafeteria. She's like, "Oh, they opened up the cafeteria." And in my head, I was like, "Where in the world were you guys eating lunch?" And I was like, "Oh, that's right, they were in their classrooms." So. They opened it up towards the end of the year, I think like the last month, and, and Lainey's in middle school, and they did the same thing for her as well. So I believe they're going to be using the cafeteria at the beginning of the year for lunch. So you're saying they're opening it up, like open it up to eat? Yes. Yes, to go in to eat. Yes. So now they can they walk out of their classrooms. If you pack the lunch, you go sit down. If you bought a lunch, you go up to the lining, and however it is they have it set up, go pick up your food with a tray, and then you go sit down at your table with the rest of your class. Yeah, so the the um the other thing to talk about was like scheduling. Um and scheduling pre-pandemic was pretty straightforward, right? Like, you know, we've been going to school for however many, you know, years, years, whatever. It's kind of straightforward, uh, for the most part. And I'm 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 generalizing this a lot. Then there was the pandemic where your kid had your 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 kid basically had to stay home, and then you had mm-hmm. to. And when I mean scheduling, the parents had to schedule. We're the caretakers of these kids, um, and so you had to then you're put in a position where like, how in the world do we make this happen? And it was a I, I know for us anyway, it was a struggle because um, we didn't work from home. So it was kind of like, uh, what are, and now my kid can't go into a school building um, and had to do everything virtually. So we managed through it through, you know, family members. Luckily, um, my mother-in-law was around and had the ability of my sister-in-law because the way their schedules worked, um, they worked at night. So they're able to help out during the day, whatever. But that's not the case. That's that's a harder solution. But that was even easier than a lot, maybe some other person where, you know, a caretaker could be working multiple jobs and are a single parent. Um, or maybe they were a business, they are a business owner. So it's not like, uh, you know, when they open, that's when they're, you know, making their money and it's basically up to them. You know what I mean? Um, it's not necessarily PTO days or things like that. And, but the good part was they were able to probably manage it a little bit better. Uh, when it came to the scheduling, because they can, they are their own balls, whatever. Right. Forward, I'm thinking, all right, so we got this resolved, right? Kind of 
you know, because they're going back to school full time. I know there's probably school districts out there that are still hybrid or whatever. In our school district, it's you're you're in in the classrooms full time. Masking's optional. That's the current state. Then you get, which just happened. This happened to us all growing up, right? And I I still don't even remember how my parents you know navigated through these. You got like the rain or the the snow days that are like oh just all right no school today. Um, or two-hour delay. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because today I'm thinking like, oh, you don't have to worry about that till winter. But they already had, you know, students who started today and tomorrow, they already have an early dismissal in the city of Philadelphia because they cannot keep the schools cool enough uh, at a safe level to have the schools. Oh, man. So I'm like, oh, my goodness. Wow. So now parent and you thought you figured it all out. Now yeah. they're sending your child home at 1 o'clock when you were preparing for that three or four. Uh, and so it's like, goodness, there's always, it feels like it's, it's, it's just like this moving target. But it's funny. It's, just, it's, just, it's funny though, like how that has changed. Cause it seemed like my school, my high school never had air conditioning. We, if it got too hot, you had a box fan in the window or some kind of weird fan yeah. in, in the classrooms. Like you didn't have the extreme like temperature, like days off. It was like, it was what it was. You, you dealt with it. I mean, obviously, yeah. you had heat, but it wasn't like the. I mean, you, you had heat when it was cold, but you didn't have like always air conditioning when it was air conditioning. I mean, yeah, I don't ever outside. recall. I don't ever recall being sent home for heat. No, like for being so hot in the school. Like it was, you went to school all year long, unless it snowed where it was. And and again, like I said, a blizzard. We went to a small school, right? There was a blizzard where the teachers couldn't make it to school because the yeah. kids could walk to school. That's not a problem. The kids will walk through the snow. It's not like they needed transportation to get to school. It was for the teacher's safety. Yeah. So that was the only time. That's like that's what we look forward to. All right. So we go into school from September to December, November. When it starts snowing, we're like, yes, let's get a snow day. Let's get a snow day. I mean, mm. I remember one time I was in seventh grade and we got snow days. I think it was like three or four days that were back to back. That's how big it was. I think it was yeah. like 1996 or something like that where we had like a big snowstorm where – we couldn't, you know, they closed down the school for like three days, four days back to back. But that was like the most you ever got out of it. You don't get it because it's hot outside and they don't have no. air conditioning. You just sweat it off. I remember bringing a rag into school during the <laughs> summer, like the, the spring and just wiping myself down. Like that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. You didn't have that go home early. Come ice. on. You were allowed water bottles with ice. Yes. Uh, yes. And rags. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's crazy. Before that, I don't even think we were allowed to have water bottles. Like you weren't allowed that we weren't allowed to have like a liquid with you. But hmm. you know, during for months, you were allowed to have a water bottle with you. And actually, now that I think about, it, I think maybe one time they they sent us home due to heat. Uh, now that I think about it, but I don't remember if that was high school or at college. I, I don't remember. Um, but anyway. So, so you have these constant uh, scheduling issues, let's just say. And as a parent, you kind of, you go into the school year uh, with the specific expectation, like, you know, your child likely going to get sick one or two days, three days right. throughout the year. You know what I mean? So you know that you, there is, I'm not saying we're not going into like total shock. So there is this mindset of, yes, I have to be flexible, right? There's a flexibility thing here. Um, but just the randomness of some things, it's just, it's so funny because, you know, we're coming off this like very dramatic way of operating, um, 
you know, some people, everyone has a different opinion on it, whether it was sure. a complete necessity, whether it was unnecessary totally. Let's just keep that at that. But what I'm saying is it that it happened, right? It happened yeah. that we were dealt with these scheduling issues. And like I said, it depends on the situation, um, whether, uh, whether or not it helped or it did not help um, because, uh, you know, the, every household is different. Um, right. So I'm looking, I'm actually, I'm looking forward to a little bit more, the new norm. I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm happy with the, you know, with accepting change. Right. Uh, but I think it's going back to an older style, like what we were used to back in the day, um, get, getting that full experience. And to a point Heck was making before, uh, I think his point was to uh, the relationship between the student and the teacher. But even, even, you know, beyond that is the kids interacting with each other. Um, that was like my son's biggest thing was he, James did fine in school, the academic part of it, where he, you know, felt the most pain, I guess, was that he had no other interaction with his classmates or kids his age. Virtually, yes, but there's something about going out in recess and playing kickball uh, or yeah. football basketball or doing some running around playing tag whatever that added to the school experience and all of a sudden that was stripped from them uh, right. so i think those are the things i'm talking about where you have those you know those interactions with other you know you know his peers and not necessarily you know adults or his little brother sure that is yeah. anyways no, I get it. So, I mean, so, so back to what you were saying is like, to the point where it's like, my kids wanted to have play dates. So, we, in order for them to interact, like, they just, we just had to figure out, like, make sure that it was okay with the parents and all that stuff and to see that everything was good so that either my kids can go there or their kids can come here so that they can do the whole interacting thing because there was a moment there where they weren't seeing their friends unless it was in the classroom virtually. So kind of like it stunk. So so a lot of their socializing, all their social skills, especially in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, that's very that's very huge for them. That's how they learn how to socialize and how to speak and how to how to interact and and do all their stuff. You know what I mean? So it's like so it was it was kind of tough for them to do all that. So they, they're socializing. I think they're picking it up now to say because we're doing it more with them and they're we're allowing them to socialize with everyone but it, i think it was it was very it was a tough time for that yeah. where they're, they're socializing their social skills were kind of like down in a way yeah um yo, you know one thing i thought of this year <laughs> one topic that i thought of i just started laughing because i remember doing it with my parents basically my mom uh was school shopping and we all know this, like shopping in general is totally different than when we were kids. Um, yeah. yeah. Again, going back to technology, we didn't go, growing up, you didn't go on a website and uh, order some, order your school supplies or whatever. If you did, you're like one in however many millions of people because that just was not the norm. There's obviously exceptions to every rule, right? So we're going to throw that out the window. Um, the majority of people went to the physical brick and mortar business bought their yeah. school supplies, uh, went school shop, whatever it was, whether you wore a uniform, you had to go to, uh, you know, the dry cleaner or whoever, uh, whatever crafter that made your uniforms. 
and or if you were went to a public school um, and you didn't have a uniform, some public schools still do have uniforms, but you didn't have a uniform, you went to whatever school or whatever. Again, very general way of uh, thinking. And I'm just going to speak about my experience growing up. It was like a thing. I remember just like, all right, we're going school shopping today, mm. <laughs> right? With my, yeah, my, yep. Going to the mall. And I remember just being hyped, like, yeah, man. As a kid, uh, you're going to get fresh gear. And that's what I was excited about. Again, I'm talking about me and my experience. Um, and then I, and I believe for the most part, buying school supplies was a separate thing. Um, just because, and you know, maybe one or two things here and there just might have been too much. Uh, for my mom, just do it one day. I'm not sure. Um, you also got to think you, there was like the Kmart's of the world, uh, right? Where you could, and I, and I want to say Kmart and Walmart, where we bought our school supplies. Yeah. Um, and then, and, and, and then, like, I guess we just went to the mall, uh, the JC Pennies and the Sears and whatever. Sears, yeah. That's where we bought our clothes. Again, we went to a public school that didn't have uniforms, and we had to, you know, get dressed in our clothes every single day, whatever. Um, fast forward to James is in a public school, my son's in a public school, and we have to do the same thing. But it's just it's funny because the experience over the last couple of years was, oh, you know, Kelly will buy something online, find something, and I'll find something online, just buy you know his size. And the pandemic was going on, and so a lot of things were limited. You couldn't really necessarily shop, uh, like physically go to the brick and mortar. So it was like a lot of pickup stuff, and you just got used to that. And I'm like, man, we never really like went school shopping per se. Maybe like for his supplies, we like took him somewhere or something like that. Um, and I think, and I think I took him to, you know, get his sneakers or something one year. But this year, I like made we like made a point like, all right, we're gonna go like school shopping and have fun. We're, obviously, there's some stuff you have to get online because you wanted something that the stores didn't offer. And now, what's offered in the store is very limited because they know majority of the people are doing online shopping. Um, but I remember just like thinking, like, holy smokes, this experience is so much different than what we did as kids. And so I wanted to make it old school where we went sneaker shopping. Got, went out and the whole thing was like we went out and got lunch with my mom after we were done shopping and stuff like that so we did the whole thing and i gotta be honest with you, i was like excited as i was back when i was a little kid there was just something about it it was it was very intentional like this is what we're doing today this is what the yeah. goal is. uh and it was just felt old school like yeah we weren't as successful in getting particular style let's just say i think it was like vans that he wanted they didn't have his size whatever so we had a place in order online for uh, but there was another pair of sneakers that he got on. He actually tried on, um, and his little brother bought the same exact ones. So it was a very cool uh, way of, of doing it. But even still, like we knew he needed headphones, and Best Buy was like right next to one of the stores that we were at. We didn't stop there because we were very intentional, of, like we're getting shoes, we're going shoe shopping. Mm. Uh, uh, so I don't know. I thought it was cool. I, I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. So, I mean, so just speaking of that, uh, my wife just came back from Target, the brick and mortar store, right? Getting school supplies, like getting the remainder of the school supplies they needed, <clears throat> even school clothes. Because uh, the majority of the stuff, we ordered it online. Like, she's just like, I'm ordering it through Amazon. And we're just going to take care of the majority of the order because 
we have lots of kids. So we can't just go to the store and let them all pick what they want. Let, let's just buy a bunch of markers, crayons, and we buy everything by the bulk, of course, because each, for whatever reason, we get the school list of supplies. Each kid needs like four glue sticks, two packs of crayons, 18 pencils, markers. And I'm like, why do they need to take all this stuff into school? I'm saying children. Like, right. They lose it. And it's like, this is crazy. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. So anyhow, no. so she just came back from the store buying the remainder of their stuff. And I believe tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, tomorrow is sneaker day. So we are going to school shoe shopping tomorrow with the kids. So right to what you were saying, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) Divide it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And the other, I guess one of the last things was, uh, was the start of school. We just had this conversation. We were just coming off uh, vacation or whatever. I was talking to, family members of when they started school and I, I for some reason I and I could be wrong but I, I always remember we started school the Wednesday after Labor Day um, correct yes that's all I remember yeah so it's like the first week of September somewhere in, in there anyway um and then my wife was telling me she started like the week before and then it's funny because I'm on like uh social media seeing all these people post their kids their first day of school blah blah I'm like oh my gosh there's I felt like maybe that was more than what I expected, or we just weren't exposed to it. And we just didn't know because yeah. it wasn't the media when we were growing up. Sure. Uh, so it was like, oh, maybe they did start a week before us. So I guess we just didn't necessarily realize it. I know my buddy Evan yeah. went to a Catholic school. I felt like he did start before I did. Um, but he also finished, I think, like a week before I did. Um, but yeah, Gabe, when did when did you – did you do you remember? I'm. It was always that – whatever the Thursday before Labor Day. It was always, so we always had two days to start school. And like I said, it was like kind of like those get acclimated to like to the school year. And then it was kind of like we had a, a day or whatever. I think, I don't think it was one day or two. I forget what it was for Labor Day, but, but then like so, you really got into it right after Labor Day is when you really start doing it. Yeah, so Labor Day was always stuff. on a Monday. Yeah. So you guys would go in like that Tuesday or that no, following Wednesday? It was always Thursday, Friday. It was always two days right, before right. Labor Day. Just- but I'm saying, like you, so you started school Thursday. Oh yes, Thursday, so we had the first Friday, couple. Yes, and then exactly. Saturday, Sunday, Monday was Labor Day. And yes. did you go back that Tuesday or that Wednesday? I believe it was Tuesday. I honestly, okay. it's been so long at wow, this point. But I, that's a. Uh... But it was always weird. It's like, yeah, you had that, and then immediately holiday it was like it kind of didn't make more sense. But I mean, it, but I, I mean, was, that's what it was. I don't know. This to somebody that it was probably strategic with like makeup days because it was. Not that bad to start one or two days, then have off for three. Right. Sure. Um, because then you throw in a snow day here and there, and it's like, and, oh, well, yeah. we already pulled those two days and kind of like as act as buffers. Um, right, right. Whereas we're kind of starting off fresh and late. Uh, sure. So there was a little bit more to make up. Um, I'm not sure 100% what the reasoning is. I'm sure there is one. Uh, but I always thought it was funny, like everyone started. And then if you go down south, uh, I know Florida anyway. They 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 start they start in August at some time, and then they end in May at some point. Where we start yeah. in September and end in June um, for elementary and high school anyway, and then college is a whole other you know beast. But yeah, I thought it was funny. It was an interesting conversation. When did you start? When did your school year actually start? Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Answer. Yeah. Well, I want to say good luck to all the students. 
Uh, stay in yeah. school. <laughs> school is cool. Listen to your guardians. Listen to your teachers. Uh, hey, listen, this is what I do say in, in all seriousness. You're going, if, if you're going to school, you're going to be there for however many hours it is, whether your school is yep. four hours, six hours, eight hours, whatever. You're going to be there anyway. Get the most out of it. Learn as much as you can. Uh, you never get these days back, especially when you're uh, for the elementary and high school days. Um, so just make the most of it. And I'm not just talking about, I'm talking about everything, whether it's the, the camaraderie that you build with the, your classmates, or it's the fun you have at recess, lunch, gym, uh, just a great relationship building with the teachers. Um, just, just embrace it all. Make the most of it. You're going to be there anyway. You might as well get the most out of it. So absolutely. Good luck, Good luck to everyone uh, and make it a great year. I'd like to wrap things up with quotes. And the first one is by Alan Watts. The only way to make sense out of change is to plunge into it, move with it, and join the dance. The second one by Aristotle. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an action, but a habit. Back to school 2022. In this episode, the crew covers topics that range from virtual schooling, scheduling, learning slash teaching, the coronavirus, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Alan Watts and Aristotle. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>